0: He's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Check in with ECU head football coach, Mike Houston.
1: Hey, let's dominate
0: today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup. It's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by...
2: ECU Houston coming up on Saturday, 2 o'clock. Our coverage begins at 11 a.m. Here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3 the game. All right, we've got uh, our Houston huddle. It's a market-exclusive interview Coach Houston does with us here at IBX Media. Live every Tuesday during the season, 8.05 on Talk of the Town on 103.7 WTIB. Henry Hinton and myself, we start this morning with uh, Coach Houston joining us. And the big hen, Henry Hinton, wishing Mike Houston, who celebrated yesterday a happy birthday.
3: I'd
4: rather have a win yeah no you want to keep having birthdays look i've had more than you yep. have and That's uh true uh you, you do de- when you have them you definitely want to keep having those trips around the sun uh it's yep. great to have you on this morning um uh a, a tough loss at cincinnati boy it was just uh so close so many uh so many things that could have changed the outcome of that game and uh, boy you're right there you're right there at championship level with this football program but uh uh, you got another big one this coming week with Houston coming to town, and they're no pushover, so uh, we've got a lot to talk about this morning. First of all, give us an update on uh, the two players that were hurt, Keaton Mitchell and and uh, C.J. Johnson. I heard you uh, on the radio show last night, but uh, for folks who have not heard, give us a status update on their injuries, because we were all very concerned about both of those kids.
3: Well, yeah, I think certainly just – you know, our medical staff did a phenomenal job, and uh, the medical staff there at, uh, at Cincinnati did a phenomenal job, just being very cautious, uh, you know, given the, you know, what could have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, after a lot of testing and scans and everything, both are completely fine. Um, you know, both, both will do something today. Uh, we uh, expect both of them to play on Saturday. So uh, you know we're we're very you know thankful that uh, you know health wise they are fine.
4: Well, that's great news. Um, re- reflecting back on that uh, Cincinnati game, I, you know, let's get that one out of the way because we want to move yeah. on. But uh, what are What are you? I didn't get a chance to listen to your whole show last night. What what, what were your thoughts now at, in retrospect after that game? I know you. Uh, I listened to your comments with Jeff after the game, and you were. Uh, you, were, you were pretty concerned about some of the physicality in that ball game and, and the way that game went. Uh, what's your perspective on all that today?
3: Well, I'd say from a physicality standpoint, we whipped their tails uh, up and down the field. And that's the frustrating thing is, you know, you look at the film and our fronts were by far the best game of the year and really dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, and, you know, statistically, uh, we dominated the game. Um, you know, we gave up three big, ex- big explosive plays, you know, two on offense and one on special teams. Um, and that was the difference in the in the ball game. You know, the, the things I didn't like was the stuff between plays uh, after the whistle. Um, I just, you know, I, I really I prepared our players for that all week because that's that's the reputation that I had gotten from other people in the league that you know, that's, you know, they try to, they try to instigate stuff, they try to start stuff, and so, you know, I just, uh, you know, stressed our players that we're not, we're not going to be, you know, baited into stuff uh, that leads to personal files and stuff like that, that, you know, the officials will handle all that, and I stressed to the officials pre-game that I said, if you don't call this thing tight now, you're going to have issues, and, uh, you know, they, they uh, I felt like they just uh, did not do a very good job controlling that stuff, and there were issues, so, But from a standpoint of physicality, uh, our kids, you know, played fantastic.
2: Hey, Coach, uh, obviously senior day, and uh, when you look back at uh, where this program was and where it is, this is a group that uh, has factored quite prominently uh, in that. So hoping for a a big crowd, this group deserves a big crowd on Saturday. But uh, when you reflect back, and, and I know you're looking ahead, not so much back, but I think when everybody does look back at this group, uh, you know, years from now, this will be the group that has kind of led this thing to where we are today.
3: Yes, I'm just, you know, this uh, group of seniors that were, they were here, uh, most of them, uh, most of them were here when I got here. uh, And, you know, they have been the leaders and, uh, you know, they've been the, um, you know, the, the ones that have, you know, put in the work on the ground and, bought in and, uh, you know, just done a great job from a standpoint of work ethic and, uh, doing things the right way on and off the field and, uh, you know, helping us change the culture, uh, not just to the locker room, but of the program. And so, uh, just, uh, could not, you know, be more proud of them, could not be more, um, you know, just, uh, respect, uh, care about them tremendously and deeply. And so, uh, You know, I think that, uh, you know, this Saturday, and that's been my challenge to the team is, you know, we want to make sure that senior day, uh, you know, they go out the way they should. And so, you know, we're very focused on getting ready for Houston and making sure that this senior class uh, goes out the right way.
2: Coach, uh, most prominently on uh, the group, and uh, obviously I think you spoke really well about the, the group as a whole there, But uh, Holton Aylers is uh, the final home game for him. So I'm sure he realizes it. I'm sure a lot of Pirate fans realize it. Uh, And I think, you know, again, this class, when you look back, uh, is going to have, you know, a lot of uh, uh, flowers come their way appropriately. So for where the program was and where they helped lead it. But with with Holton Aylers, you know, and again, I I know you're looking at the game and Holton, what he's going to do in the game, but talk about somebody who probably, as you've said many times, gets more of the blame than he deserves. He shoulders a lot of it. But he's just been fantastic this year. And, and when we look back on, on Holton's last two seasons, I think it's it's some pretty, pretty high stuff that we're looking at with what
4: he's done.
3: Well, I think he's, you know, in returning for his senior year, um, you know, he wanted to take his play to a higher level, and I think he's done that. You know, he was solid for us last year, but I think you look at the level he has played at this season uh, and he has taken his game to another level. I think he's a great example of somebody that has maximized his God-given ability, and that's that's what you want for all of them. You know, you want to see them reach their full potential, uh, and certainly his work ethic and preparation has allowed him to do so.
4: Coach Mike Houston with us uh, here this morning on our Houston Huddle, Coach. When when you look at Houston, they've been uh, they've been a little bit um, hard to figure out. They um, they lost to Tulane in that that overtime game. Uh, then they gave up seventy seven points to uh, SMU two weeks ago. They come back and score forty three and beat Temple last week. But uh, this team is six and four, just like we are. This will be a uh, a challenge, will it not?
3: Yeah, I mean, they are red hot coming into this game, you know, winning four of their last five. Uh, And even in that loss, they scored 63 points. So uh, I know that they gave up 77, but, you know, they've they have been on a hot streak ever since losing in overtime to Tulane. Uh, So, you know, six and four, four and two in the conference. Uh, You know, one of the most explosive offenses in the league, if not the most explosive. Um, I think Clayton Toon is probably the best quarterback we've seen this year. Uh, Nathaniel Dale uh, was first first team all-conference last year uh, an All-American candidate already over a thousand yards receiving uh, so it's a it's a dynamic offense we're facing and and they're they're a solid defense I know they have the rough outing against SMU but they've they've backed it up with solid outings and other other games so you know we're in and they're you know with those skill kids they're dynamic on special teams so uh, we've got our hands full on Saturday. It's a very good football team. We, we're gonna have to play our best and we're gonna have a shot, and uh, you know that's what our players are focused on.
4: How, what's the uh, what's the attitude with the, with the kids right now? Every week you talk about how motivated and uh, excited they are. Uh, you still you, every, everything going well with the uh, practices and everything this week?
3: Yeah, they're probably about like me. They're ticked off about last Friday night, uh, and you know just uh, you know determined to uh, you know make sure we get number seven this weekend. Uh, and very motivated for this game. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, they, they, they've been that way all year, and that's the way they'll be this week.
2: Coach, what was it that uh, SMU did that allowed them to have so much success against Houston?
3: Well, you know, that, that game turned into, you know, it turned into a track meet, you know, from a standpoint of both offenses playing pretty up-tempo, uh, you know, uh, Houston had some guys out defensively in that game, and then you know you, you start you know going against that tempo offense, and guys get tired. And it happened to both sides because both both offenses were scoring so quickly, and it just turned into a shootout where the defenses were just dead. And uh, you know they were SMU was able to outscore them. I and mean, of course, uh, Mordecai, the quarterback from SMU, is you know very high caliber player also, and they have similar skill players to what uh you know the top teams in our league have so uh you know they that 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 game just turned into who can who can score the most the fastest right
4: yeah
2: the basketball game broke out on uh on on right. field turf uh, is what you're saying yeah uh when you talk about tune uh obviously the pirate defense has had uh what a year they've had uh when dealing with tune uh from a game plan perspective uh you just try to, I guess, throw things at him that maybe will, will confuse him a little bit. Do you, do you spy him? How do you deal with someone so dynamic, so productive?
3: Well, you're going to have to, you know, not, um, try, try to not show him what you're in. Uh do a great job with disguises. Uh, and you know, you've got to be able to account for him in the run game because, you know, he is their, you know, best running threat. Also, they have two very capable running backs that, uh, you know, they'll, They'll get the ball plenty, also. But Toon has really hurt people with his with his running ability, both in the quarterback designed run game and uh, scrambling around, throwing on the run, which he is very, very dangerous. But uh, you know, he's he's a complete player, uh, and you know he's 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 going to play on Sundays. So you're facing an NFL quarterback that's surrounded by you know really high end skill. And Dana Holgerson's always done a great job, you know, offensively. Uh, with his ball clubs throughout his career as a, a head coach and as an offensive coordinator,
4: Coach, I watched that. Um, I watched that game between uh, SMU and Houston. It was on the NFL Network, and it was, it was, it was really something. Nobody could stop anybody, but right. uh, you know, and it, it uh, you know, it just seemed like when that thing got rolling, that you know, the defenses, uh, you know, they all were hanging their head, and the offenses were just having a field day on both sides. And right. you, you talk about. Houston giving up 77 but they scored 63 in that game and and uh, in right. watching uh, tune uh I mean he really is something I mean we've seen some great quarterbacks in this league this year
3: we have I mean it's uh, you know you, you probably say this you know' this is a quarterback driven league because you look each week uh you're facing a quarterback that's playing at a very high level you know it's uh whether it's UCF or uh cincinnati or or smu or houston or you know tulane or or us i mean it's you know every week you're facing a quarterback that's a real high caliber player and so uh, i think that's just you know what this league is it's a and it's been known this league's been known for a long time as you know a really quality offensive production league uh and and that's why
4: yeah well, it's uh, senior day. Um, we're going to say goodbye to a bunch of kids who've meant a whole lot to the program and who've really uh, kind of uh, been part of your rebuilding program here. So um, I hope we have a huge crowd. I'm glad it's a 2 o'clock kickoff. I was worried about that 11 yeah. o'clock. Of course, we'd rather we'd rather be in the conference chase and still have the 11 o'clock. But we'll take the 2 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. And um, I know you are, are like me. You want to encourage everybody uh, in eastern North Carolina to get a ticket and get in the stadium.
3: Right. I mean, I, I, I do expect us to have over 40,000. Uh, I would like to have it as close to capacity as we can because, you know, after playing last Friday night in Cincinnati in front of a capacity crowd, you know, the home field advantage is, is significant in this league. And, yeah. you know, we need Daddy Ficklin to, you know, to give us that and, to you know, try to disrupt Houston's offense and, uh, you know, cause issues for them. Uh, and to and enjoy a great college football game. You're going to see two really good football teams go at it Saturday afternoon. And, uh, you know, when we came here, you know, years ago, uh, you know, that's what everybody wanted. So uh, we've got that this Saturday with uh, a big matchup, and so we need the stands full.
2: Certainly hope they will be. Uh, these uh, seniors deserve it. Uh, and, and, look, Holton Aylers uh, has done quite a bit, uh, as has Coach Houston and the rest of these seniors, too restore uh east carolina to a a bold contending team and let's face it a a team that's a few plays away from very much being in contention for the aac championship i tell you what we're going to do let us uh give away some tickets to the houston football game now a pair of tickets plus a chico's gift card uh they're available to uh our lucky caller who will be caller three this afternoon at 252 561 Game. 252 561 And I'll tell you what, we'll also throw in a four pack of tickets to tomorrow night's uh, game, ECU in Hampton. So that's a deluxe prize pack for caller number three at 252 561 Game. 252 561 4263. Good luck. Uh, we got Brent from Greenville. Greenville. Our Greenville. Uh, winner, yeah. I know Ben. Just
5: I told you that 30 seconds ago. You're I know. Old. I'm
2: getting. I, I got distracted. No, no. I got distracted. Oh come on. We know what it is. No, you don't. Trust me. Um, Brent in Greenville is uh, the winner of our uh, ticket. So we got Brent plans for tomorrow night. We got Brent plans for Saturday afternoon, and we got him some. Some food to boot with uh, Chico's gift card. Brent, uh, thanks for calling. Congratulations to you.
5: Thanks for having me, Patrick. Love you guys.
2: Yeah, man. Oh well, thank you, Brent. Thank you very much. So, Brent, uh, anything you want to uh, you want to you want to ask? Anything you want to uh, roll out there? You know, I, I'm just stunned. Anybody listens or calls, so I mean, I'll I'll. It's kind of your floor. The floor. You also get to to make a statement. Just don't get me sued. Other than that, I it's it's the floor is yours.
6: I, I I feel bad because I feel like I'm the only one who calls the show to get tickets. No, so I win all the time.
2: Nah, you don't win all the I time. I mean, come on, I love it. Okay, Not all I don't the think time, you win all the time. I, I do right. my best to win, and and you have had success. Seasons,
6: I
0: have success. Everybody should listen. Everybody should call.
2: Ben said the I lines it, blew you guys up. Have a great show. Well, thank you. Ben said the lines blew up, and I guess you just kind of got luck of the draw on this thing. But, yeah, I don't really I, – I, forgive well, me, Ben. Well, I don't recognize your name from any other winners, so, but I'll, I'll take your word
5: for it. To be so honest, I, I didn't either, and then he mentioned it, and I was like, well, how long has it been? He said it's a month. And I'm like, all right, then it's fair game. I mean, as long as it's been a month. About 30 I mean, days. Yeah, 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 that's standard in radio, Ben. Come on. Yeah, well,
2: that's, that's, that's standard uh, yeah, radio I practice. You guys, uh,
6: yeah, uh, well, I appreciate it. I, I love it.
2: Okay. The family well, loves
6: go. it. Everybody, everybody that's with me loves it.
2: Oh, the family loves it. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, what are you all doing for Thanksgiving, Brent? M- might I come over? You come on over to one of the 6th Hardy Street, we'll fry on turkey. <laughs> oh, you fried a turkey. Have you done that a lot or what? Every year. Okay. All right. It has is, is
5: completely transformed Thanksgiving dinners.
2: I bet it has. No, the fried, a fried turkey. turkey, it's pretty good. It's pretty good if you do it. Now you can you can screw it up too. It can really mess it up. Well, good, uh, Brent. What do you, you think? What, uh, you don't fo- do it inside. No, you can't do it inside. Uh, what do you think this weekend? Football. Give me give me a prediction.
6: Ooh. Well, if
2: everybody's healthy, I don't know the uh, the, the complete rundown of who uh, who got hurt Friday night, but uh, I think it'll be a close one. But I, I'm calling the Pirates. I don't want to okay. throw a score out there.
6: That's fine. That, no, six, I
2: think uh, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot. I, I think there could. Be, I, I don't know if there'll be that many points, but I think there could be a lot of points on Saturday. So, Saturday uh, could yeah. end up being a really fun game, and uh, I think the Pirates will be motivated. So we, uh, we will see. All right, well, Brent, congratulations. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you in thirty days. So take care. Have a good, uh, have a good rest of your evening. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, there he goes, Brent.
5: Uh, it's nothing against Brent. I didn't recognize the name at all. He says he wins all the time. It's, I, it didn't ring well, a bell for me. Well, it, it might be that he thinks he wins all the time, and that's fine. He might have won
2: more than once, and that, you know, that'd be like saying, "Oh, well, I do such and such all the time," or "We're doing this all the time."
5: Anybody it, who he, called who thought they got slighted, the phone lines are off the hook, and literally, it was just the luck of the draw for him. I mean, well, it's the way it goes. Tis what it is. The tickets friend, though. are $15 he, for the Houston game. Come on, people.
2: He uh, he seemed very excited. We'll have some uh, will you give some tickets away tomorrow? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Benjamin. Okay. Try to do some Thursday too, so it'll it'll all work out. You'll have another shot. Uh, let's do a Pirate Report here on the Patrick Johnson show
0: now patrick johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ecu pirates 94.3 the game
2: let's hear from Holt Naylor's, who is uh giving praise when asked about mike houston
7: you know he uh you know he's the one behind all of this you know behind all that and he didn't even really recruit recruit this senior class or this fifth year class um but he's certainly the one that that changed it you know he's the one that you know, put in the program for us to change it, um, and, and we bought into it early. It was hard, you know, this first that first year or two. It was super hard to to even go to practice and to go out there. And I mean, there was times when you know a lot of us probably shouldn't even been playing. You know, with our bodies um, hurt and stuff like that. But that's just football, and um, we we gave everything we could for this university, and he certainly has too. You know, uh,
2: I think if there's ever a time to encourage people to go to the game, encourage people to to take part uh, in, in a Pirate football game and in a senior day, this is it. Because it's a quality opponent. There's still a lot to play for as far as number of wins the Pirates could wind up with this year. And uh, I'll say this. If there's ever a deserved group, it's, it's the people that are going out as seniors in this group. Because... They were here when it wasn't so great, and I, I just, I think the the fact, Mike Houston gets a lot of credit, and deservedly so, but in order for this program to get to where it is has uh, gotten to, where it is a, a championship caliber program, one that's on the rise, one that w- will, I think, long-term be contending for. Championships in the American. A lot of that is the player buy in. And Holt Nailers is a big part of that. And a huge part of, of all of this is, you know, the players putting in the work, the players believing that it, it could be done. Now they had to have the right leader in place to kind of show them how, but they bought in and it wasn't always easy. And uh, they've done a, a fantastic job. More uh, on Holt Naylor's. He talks about uh, this group of seniors. That'll be honored on Saturday, changing the culture.
7: Uh, I mean, we our goal coming in this thing is to get back to bowl eligibility. Um, and then obviously return for our fifth year, we want to get to a conference championship, which uh, we really didn't get, gun, didn't get um, done. But um, I mean, everything happens for a reason. We're still just, just proud to be here. Uh, we're thankful. You know, I said at last interview I had is, you know, every time we step on that practice field and every time we, we step on that game field, I mean, it's a blessing. And, and these seniors know that, you know, that's what's special about this class is, um, we knew, we appreciate you know the times that we've come from. I mean, there was times when we were struggling to win one game uh, and we have the opportunity to win nine this year. And obviously it starts this week with Houston, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, walking in that locker room, it, it's totally different than it was when we got here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Holt Naylor says this will be a tough and emotional week.
7: Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of tough to to do both. Uh, there's obviously a lot of my mental um, aspect of it's going to preparing for Houston. And at the same time, I mean, I'm just going to enjoy this ride that I've had. That's kind of what I've done this whole time. Um, it has probably hit me more than I thought it would earlier in the week. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one more game in Dottie. And, you know, I'm just, just thankful for this ride that I've been on and that these seniors have been on to change this program. So, um, obviously, this week's going to be an emotional one for a lot of us. Um, just when you spend so much time out of place and at a time changing it and when – when we got here, it wasn't the way it is now. So, uh, just just super thankful for that. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a tough week.
2: Uh, he also says it'll be emotional for him walking into Doughty Ficklin Stadium, Bagwell Field, for the last time.
7: I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. It's definitely going to be emotional, um, especially for me and Miles. And obviously, senior day and all that is going to be emotional. But you know, when me and Miles walk out there for the captain's walk one last time, uh, yeah, uh, that, that'll definitely be emotional. And. Um, we've just been a great group of guys, you know, that I came in with and that have stuck through hard times. And, you know, in the, you know, the age of the transfer portal, it's really easy um, to just go, go to another school that's winning maybe right now, um, especially when we were younger. Um, but, you know, we stuck through it and, and wanted to see this place win. So,
2: All right. Uh, more from uh, Holt Naylor's here. He uh, talks about the mood. Every, uh, the mood of everyone is better than uh, when they
7: got there the practice is fun again just going in that locker room um, I mean just just the mood of everyone um, it's just you can tell that people appreciate where we've come from um, especially these older guys and like I said I mean when we first got here it was tough to win one game you know and and now we're in every game and have a chance to win every single game and obviously in football and in life you know everything's not always going to go your way uh, so I mean but just just appreciative to be in the situation that we're in for sure
2: Miles Berry on his favorite ECU football memories.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's been a lot. Beating Chapel Hill here my freshman year, that was that was huge. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes I remember the losses more than, than the wins uh, at times, but I'll say at the top of my brain, Chapel Hill, and then UCF this year, beating UCF home, that was, that was huge for the program. And that was one that'll stick with me forever too.
2: And he talked about the senior class changing the culture of pirate football.
8: A lot. Uh, that was one of the main goals that uh, the class of 2018 that we had when we came in. You know, we came into a, we were rock bottom of a program when we got here, and we wanted to change the culture uh, from the inside out uh, as, as regards to the football team. And I, I feel like we truly did that. And I just want to even, you know, stack stack a better season than it was last year. And Went out the rest of these games and even live, leave a bigger mark. Uh, more from uh, Miles
2: Berry here. He talks about uh, the Cincinnati game as one that will uh, be one that he'll remember.
8: Yeah, because, I mean, when we used to play Cincinnati, it, it wasn't fun. You know, we used to really get our butts whooped. But to play that way how we did in a stadium that packed, in a in a hostile environment like that is fun. That's why we play the game. So it was definitely a very fun game and and very memorable. Like we'll remember that game forever.
2: Elsewhere,
8: uh Miles
2: Berry says uh his last game will absolutely be
8: bittersweet. Man, it's gonna be very bittersweet. Uh definitely. Last game in Dowdy made a lot of memories here, you know, a lot of a lot of roller coaster rides with football games and everything. So it's just it's a beautiful thing to be able to see it come to a close. And just my main focus is getting a big win. Yep. Uh, we now hear from
2: Xavier Smith on talking about controlling his emotions.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I control my emotions. But if you see when I play, you know, I'll let them go. But, you know, you just have to know, you know, what you can and can't do. I guess that would be a better way to put it.
2: And uh, this is Miles Berry on uh, his last time walking into Doughty Ficklett Stadium, what he thinks uh, that will be like.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I'll cry. I don't know if I'm going to just sit there and freeze up, if I'm going to look to my family, if I'm going to look at the coaches. I don't really know, but I guess we're going to find out.
2: And more from uh, Xavier Smith. He says his dream of leaving ECU, better than he found it is in the process of coming true.
1: Uh, you know, this is a week I've been thinking about uh, since this year started. Um, just how far we came as a program and as individuals is rewarding for me, and I know it's rewarding for a lot of the other seniors, just to do the things we talked about. I know I talk about it a lot, uh, but, you know, it's finally here. Uh, the dream we had is becoming a reality, and, you know, we're leaving East Carolina better than we left it, uh, or better than we came in with it. So, you know, that was the overall goal for us. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of emotions going into this game. And, you know, I'm just trying to not let it get in the way of, you know, the main goal. And that's the win.
2: All right. Good stuff today, guys. Uh, Pirate Report. We've got some uh, comments from Coach Schwartz. We'll try to get to some of those, as many as we can today. Uh, right now, Ben Byram has a 94-3 the game sports update. Ben.
5: Thanks, Patrick, Senior Pirate Quarterback. Colton Ehlers is gearing up for his final game in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium this Saturday. Ehlers earlier today said it's going to be an emotional week.
7: I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. It's definitely going to be emotional, um, especially for me and Miles. And obviously, Senior Day and all that's going to be emotional. But when me and Miles walk out there for the captain's walk one last time, uh, yeah, uh, that'll definitely be emotional.
5: ECU versus Houston at 2 o'clock this Saturday for Senior Day. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. with our Bush Light Pirate Game Day Countdown. Patrick Johnson right outside of Town Bank Tower. Be sure to stop by, check the guys out. Right outside the Pirate Glove gates, be sure to bring some food. They might be hungry. Wide receiver C.J. Johnson was named to the Bulitnikov Award watch list. Honored and awarded to the best wide receiver in college football. And ECU running backs coach Chris Foster was named to the Bros Award given to the best assistant in college football. Also, a game time has been announced for ECU at Temple. It's going to be on the 26th set for a 1 o'clock start. Farmer Central High School star Josh Short on Monday signed his national letter of intent to play basketball at the University of New Orleans. He chose the University of New Orleans over Queens, Mount Olive, and East Carolina University. A number of Carolina Panthers players are pushing the team's multi-billionaire owner David Tepper to replace the existing artificial surface at Bank of America Stadium with a grass field to help prevent injuries. Wide receiver DJ Mort said team leaders have spoken to Tepper about their desire to return to a grass field on multiple occasions this season, was that as of yet have not heard of any chance of it being even considered. Baker Mayfield Stadium, an outdoor open air facility, was built in 1995 and featured a grass field up until the spring of 2021 when Tepper took the helm. Baker Mayfield will start at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens after PJ Walker was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Walker was injured in Thursday night's 25 15 victory against the Atlanta Falcons, but coach Steve Wilkes said Walker toughed it out and continued to play. The Panthers made no mention of the injury after the game. Walker will not play Sunday, and Sandar will be Mayfield's backup. Wilkes said there are no plans to put Walker on injured reserve. That's going to do it for our 94th through the Game Sports Update. This 94th through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirates student-athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. More from the team on the other side is a quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
2: Uh, and I mean a very little bit, but still a little bit. Well, I should say I was actually doing some work and had uh, the game on. I wasn't paying attention to every second last night. But uh, how about the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins? the Commandos.
5: Well, we, the, were, uh, we were talking about 11-point spread in the uh, Eagles' favor. It was almost like a blowout, and then the, the Washington yeah. Commanders ended up winning.
2: Do you uh, are you buying or selling the Eagles now, Ben?
5: I'm still buying.
2: It's a hot, a hot uh, take sports deal for you. Am Cookie's I, here today too. Cookie, uh, what's buying or going on? The Eagles.
5: Uh, I I still believe in the Eagles. I mean, it was it was bound to happen. I mean, w- what was the last team to go undefeated? Like, it was bound to happen at some point. My Panthers. Buying or
2: selling? Buyer? No, no, nobody's selling them. Buying or selling <laughs> the Bills? Cookie.
5: Uh, see, I'm kind of done with them. I think they've been getting exposed.
2: Okay. Ben?
5: Uh, I'm gonna still buy in on the Bills. I think the Bills have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than the Eagles. Oh, but what make, why do you say that? Uh I think the East is tougher than the AFC East, even though the AFC East is competitive. I think that I think that's a fair statement there. Okay. Yeah. I also right. think uh the Eagles are still a little bit unproven, especially at the quarterback. But position. what
7: do they gotta do though?
5: like for them to like make it on your like okay well a start would be not losing to the commanders okay that's fair (laughs) Mm. and they haven't played the quality of opponents the bills have played
2: let me let me let me say this though ben i think the eagles are still with everything they've got on offense you can't turn it over four times i i think their path is a little easy well not easier their path is less fraught with peril to get to the to get to maybe the NFC championship game or the Super Bowl right now right now
5: yeah i could see that NFC is weak um i think uh, the division the divisions which one's better is up for debate but i could definitely see it conference wise the eagles probably have an easier path to the Super Bowl for sure but I like teams yeah. that are battle-tested and battle-hard and getting there. And I think the Eagles haven't really played quality competition, maybe one or two in between. But the Bills, seems like they're playing like heavyweights every single week.
2: I still think this all kind of runs through. you gotta you got to beat Kansas City.
5: Absolutely, yes. They're Right now they're the standard. It's like ECU of Cincinnati. Kansas City is still the standard when it comes to the NFL and football. I don't think they have a shot at beating Kansas City, especially in the playoffs.
2: May not. I yeah, certainly not if Josh Allen's turning the ball over like uh
5: he yeah. has been. It's a new year, but last it. year they I mean, it, it they were a play away. I mean, it was a one possession game over time. I mean, Bills could have very well been in the Super Bowl. We've got uh hoops
2: tonight, I believe at eight thirty uh coverage begins for uh number seven Duke and number six Kansas. That'll be interesting tonight. A little late. Actually a lot late. Is self back yet? We'll- no, he he's not coaching.
5: This them. is the last game where he's suspended.
2: No, because it was five games, so uh, I doubt they've played that many games already. I do think that um, it's going to tip off closer to ten, so there's no chance in the world I'll be I'll be seeing any of that. Uh, we have Pirate basketball tomorrow night. They're taking on Hampton. I talked to uh, Buck Joyner today, the Hampton coach. Really enjoyed catching up with him. We do have some comments. With uh from Mike Schwartz right now. Uh He gives us uh, his thoughts going into the Hampton game.
6: Obviously, a couple days out uh, since our last game, and we spent a lot of time looking at where we need to be better, and, and there's a ton of areas, but obviously the most glaring is the starts that we're getting off to, and we have to find a way to get off to a better start on both sides of the ball. Uh, we've been able to pinpoint a few things, and, and obviously we've worked on that, and we'll see. Hopefully, we'll be better tomorrow. Uh, As far as our opponent, Hampton, uh, really well coached team. Coach Joyner's done an incredible job there, taking them from the MEAC to the Big South to now in the CAA. Uh, He's been there for a number of years and has successful programs. Older team, that will pose some issues for us. Bigger guards, uh, really the one through the four. Uh, Just big guards, big guards that are older, Uh, three seniors in their starting lineup. very aggressive shooting the basketball from behind the arc, uh, pressure defensive team. And, uh, you know, will we'll, we'll pose a problem for us and pose a challenge for us in terms of their size at their guard.
2: And Swartz says it's been hard to form a rotation with uh, some of the guys that have been out.
6: Kind of took a half a step back last game because the fact that Brandon was out. And I think, like, honestly, Stephen, around the country, a lot of people are dealing with Uh, sicknesses just this normal being under the weather this time and uh, it's it's obviously not COVID but it's just the new norm guys that aren't that aren't feeling well and uh, so we dealt with that last game and and not having Brandon was a big deal for us and the last couple days in practice we've had to deal with some similar issues with guys being out and again it's this is all over the country so this is nothing this is what everybody's dealing with but with that being said Midway through that first half, I don't think our rotation looked like what anyone thought it would look like. But that was the group that got us back in the game. So I do think we're we're kind of building towards that. But until we can get everybody together, and you know, I still think it's going to take time to really get into that um, kind of normalcy in terms of rotation.
2: And Coach Schwartz says that uh, they have worked on, and uh, he, he's trying to explain why the team has struggled early in games.
6: If you had to pick, uh, you'd rather be down early and find a way to come back and win then, then be up big early and you know and lose that lead and lose the game so but again I think win or loss we just have to find a way to be better both sides of the basketball um, honestly the turnovers are really our issue early in the game it's not as much our defense as as much as our offense and our defensive possessions have been solid not as good as they were in the second half the other night we hope that the second half is more what we will look like on a consistent basis defensively. But we have to find a way to take care of the ball better, push tempo a little bit better early in the game. And, you know, we'll make a few adjustments going into tomorrow night and see and see how it plays out.
2: And then uh, this is Coach Swartz uh, saying that the defense is what has led to the team on the comeback trail.
6: Both games, it was our defense that sparked keeping us in the game in the first half I think it was the first game Mercer had cut the lead down to nine and then in the second game uh, even though we were down more uh, down 19 versus Presbyterian we cut the lead to six so yes the defense has been and I've always said this I think defense can lead direct to offense and directly to points and it did do that at the end of both halves and and obviously in the second half the other night so yeah pleased with that in terms of the progress but we have so far to go.
2: And then a uh, quick update here from uh, Coach Swartz on Brandon Johnson.
6: He was back in practice yesterday, so, you know, definitely, obviously, we've talked to him many times, and we have another day of practice tomorrow. We have a shoot-around tomorrow. So until we get to 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow night, I, I hope we have everybody, but B.J. will, you know, should be back in practice today.
2: And uh, final one for us here today with Coach Swartz, uh, performance of Quentin DeBougie and uh, Benjamin Bayala.
6: It's huge and I'll tell you something that um, a big possession in the game was uh, in the second half and we blew a coverage on an out of bounds play. We blew a coverage and they scored a layup. McC- Owen McCormick got slipped to the basket and he scored a layup. We came down the other end and Quentin hit his first three of the season on the other end. And I remember in that moment sitting there thinking. We blew a defensive coverage. I was pretty upset on the out-of-bounds play, but Quentin came back and answered it, so we ended up plus one on that sequence. But I remember thinking that might be one of the bigger shots of the game and hopefully for Quentin this season because he ended up knocking down a three, and we really needed it. And so, you know, you don't know how things are going to happen, but that was a big play. But, yes, in terms of Ben and Quentin making some shots, making some offensive uh, improvements in that game, Ben still took a few shots late in the game, and he knows he's got to understand time and score. But they're both really good offensive players that are, are getting comfortable in their role, and it was big to see them have better offensive games, uh, particularly second half versus Presbyterian.
2: All right, great stuff there. Uh, crew working hard today. We appreciate it. Um, tomorrow night, uh, we will have uh, Pirate Basketball on the airwave, 6.30 airtime on the network, uh, A elongated PJ show leading in. Uh, I'll be on the... Uh, plus call so Ben will be uh, filling in tomorrow and when we come back we'll uh, finish things up here on uh, this noteworthy Tuesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show
0: Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our top rated programs throughout the day, you need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Optimum. It's the P Man here on 943 The Game. Well,
2: eight boys, eh? Charlotte 49ers have officially named Biff. Poggy, the program's third head coach. He was uh, the associate head coach at Michigan.
5: Biff Poggy. What a bad guy name. That's definitely going to be our rival moving forward. That's a guy you can hate. A Biff? A Biff's never a good guy.
2: Yeah. Longest current uh, losing streaks in college football, Akron and Northwestern, nine. Nevada, South Florida, eight. Then you have Indiana, UMass, Virginia Tech, and A&M, Texas A&M, at six. Guess who plays this weekend? UMass at Texas A&M. Something's got
5: to give. Somebody's O is going to have to go. The O's got to go
2: for somebody. Streak Streak versus streak. Yeah.
5: Main event. That's what it is. WrestleMania.
2: I don't know about that. That seems like a lot. Uh, We'll be on the air on Saturday coming up uh, at 11 a.m. outside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, Fastest two hours in radio. It's the award-winning Pirate Game Day Countdown, and it is brought to you uh, by the uh, good folks at Bush Light. They fuel the show, so we'll be uh, out there for the final time this season uh, outside of the Town Bank Tower. It's been another fun year. Uh, outside of uh, TBT, uh, doing the uh, pregame program, so that's coming up on Saturday. Uh, we will have uh, Pirate basketball for you tomorrow night, with uh, everything you need to know to get you ready for ECU versus Hampton, and uh, should be a good uh, should be a good matchup tomorrow night uh, for the Pirates. It is a uh, kind of tough to figure out Hampton team at this point because uh, Hampton had. Uh, a really bad defeat in their first game to JMU. I mean, just got dismantled, uh, but then came back now as a division two opponent. So, you know, take that for what that's worth. And uh, they did all right. They, uh, they obviously blew out the division two opponent, which is what you're supposed to do. Uh, lots of great uh, coverage on our social media today of uh, all of the uh, ECU press availabilities with Holton Aylers and Coach Houston and Coach Schwartz. So uh, check that out today. We've also got an article up at 94.3thegame.com. A funny, a few other people have started doing this, where we have the bowl projections that uh, Ben puts together every week.
5: Yeah, everybody's uh, uh, jumping on the trend now, I've I've noticed here locally. Yes,
2: there's a lot of people doing that now. Imitation, sincere form of flattery. The uh, 247 Sports guy named Brad Crawford has them uh, forecast for the Boca Raton Bowl against Coastal. Action Network, our guy Brett McMurphy, uh, Fenway Bowl against Louisville. Uh, He actually has Louisville favored by uh, two and a half in that one. Athlon. Has the Military Bowl again against Louisville? Ugh, Military Bowl again. Uh, CBS Sports, Jerry Palm, an acquaintance of the show. Birmingham Bowl against We Are Marshall. That's interesting. Uh, CollegeFootballNews.com has the Military Bowl against Wake Forest. How about that? Interesting. As does Kyle uh, Bonagura from ESPN, and then Mark Schleyback has them be. Oh gosh, has the Myrtle Beach Bowl in Middle Tennessee. Uh, there's several others here. Do I have time to get all these in, Ben? Pro Football Network, Fenway, Louisville, Sporting News, uh, Bill Bender there, Frisco Bowl against Middle Tennessee. How about that? Sports Illustrated? Who knew? UConn in the Armed Forces Bowl. And then USA Today's Eric Smith says the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa Bay against uh, Miami. That's the most
5: interesting one to me. Say the best for a No, life. that's pretty yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people, even though it's before Christmas, would do the Tampa thing. I really do. I do, yeah. Absolutely. It's a relatively easily, relatively easy trip, and you'd play the U. All right, thanks to Coach Houston, to him today. A happy birthday to Mike Houston, and uh, we will uh, hear more from Coach tomorrow. We'll have more from uh, Coach Schwartz as well. Ben will guide you through Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday with Jim Zoki, and uh, we'll be uh, with you tomorrow morning. We'll Optimum the Business. Town. see you then
0: closer to your goals so you can go farther with products like secure internet with speeds up to one gig learn more at optimum.com slash business new business customers only price includes auto pay discount additional restrictions taxes and fees apply visit website for details 94.3 the game is your ECU flagship station your ECU Pirates host Houston this Saturday and you can catch all the action right here on the ECU Sports Radio Network Snap, Sack, and Score. Brought to you by our pirate partners, TeamBoneyard.org, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Carypsey Restaurant. off! We are the Pirates of ECU.